Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Edna Keep. Thanks for being on the show, Edna. Thanks for having me, Whitney. Oh, happy to have you on the show. Edna is a former certified financial planner who discovered the power of real estate in 2007. Uh, her and her husband, Warren, have amassed a $60 million real estate portfolio, primarily of multifamily and primarily with other people's money. So I look forward to getting into that. Uh, but since 2014, she has been training and coaching real estate entrepreneurs who want to scale their real estate business into multifamily with investor capital. So, I mean, that's that's what we're doing here. And uh, I appreciate Appreciate your expertise and, and being willing to get on the show and, and share that with the listeners as well. You know, tell us a little more about who you are and, and also where you're located. My pleasure. So, Whitney, I'm in uh, Regina, Saskatchewan, uh, which is central Canada. That's most people uh, understand Vancouver and Toronto. Well, we're kind of in the middle of them. A small area. Our province is only about a million people, and we primarily invest in our area. Two reasons, because. Uh, it, our, most of our family and relatives and everything else is here. And we've always been here. So uh, it just makes it easier to understand the economy and everything else. Nice. Okay. So you're in Canada. Have you always lived in Canada? Always. Yes. Yeah. Always okay. in Saskatchewan too. Okay. Are, are you investing outside of Canada as well? Or is it primarily in Canada? Primarily in Canada. We do do a little bit outside, but generally it's with partners. Uh, we do, we're not the expert in those areas. We usually uh, partner with other people that are. So, you know, I want to know a little about you and I discussed a little bit before the show, this the previous, uh, this recent deal there local to you or in central Canada, uh, you know, that, that, you know, we could talk about. And I, I want to hear more about the details of that deal and, and interesting facts about it. Okay, sure. Just over a year ago in April, we bought a vacant 12-unit building in our city. The seller had owned that building for over 20 years, and he had it rented to a group which uh, catered to disabled adults, mentally disabled adults. So not ones who have difficulty getting around, but just ones who can't function totally in society by themselves. So they kind of have care workers and stuff looking after them. And he'd rented it out for, like I said, over 20 years to this group. And they ended up building their own uh, building. So it became vacant. And, you know, he was kind of at the age where he just wasn't interested in taking a whole vacant building on. So we sold it at a really, really good price. We got it at uh, 855000 It took us about hmm, three, four months to fully renovate the building. Like I said, he'd had same tenants in there for 20 years, so he hadn't done much. We, you know, uh, and it was all lipstick stuff. There was nothing major that we needed to do. Shortly after we owned it, it got broke into and the uh, boiler got wrecked. So we ended up with a brand new boiler through insurance too, which actually ended up in our benefit because the, the new boilers are more efficient. Then we took the task on after that of filling it. So we got it uh, full and we started working on financing. I work with a very good mortgage broker out of uh, Alberta and he had uh, was able to get us CMHC financing, which in the US world is like Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. So really good interest rate, I think like 2.72, 30-year amortization, got our numbers really good. But one of the interesting things that transpired in the meantime was we had actually bought that building under agreement for sale. And the reason is, is because you can't finance through a bank a vacant building. And the owner knew that he'd been a sophisticated investor for many, many years. So he financed 
uh, 600,000 of the deal. And we brought in an investor for the other part, which included all our holding costs or deposit and the renovations that we needed to do. So about a year later, we're ready for financing. We uh, start working with the mortgage broker only to find out that the lenders weren't interested in financing it at the new value, that they only wanted to finance it at the value that we paid for it. So which really didn't help us a lot with with our mandate, what we were trying to do. I had raised a bunch of registered capital and it was sitting at Olympia Trust, which is the, the holder, like the lending institution that holds it. We hadn't been able to utilize the money for another deal that we were working on. So I decided, well, we'll use that money to purchase it outright. So that's what we're in the process of doing now. So we'll purchase it outright uh, with basically cash and then refinance it within two, three months, and then we'll get it at the new value, which is $1.3 million. So had to do it in kind of a two-pronged approach, but that's sometimes you just have to bounce when you need to and, and regroup and figure, okay, let's ha- what's the best way to make this work? So that's what we're doing now. Okay. So anyway, many things there, you know, you've elaborated on, but, but I wanted to even go back to how, how did you find this deal? You know, it came to us through a realtor who had worked with us very early on back in 2007 when we got started, sold us our first two uh, properties. We, we just kind of parted ways. We needed to work with a realtor who was more open to offering no, no money down deals. And he, he was kind of uncomfortable with that. So we moved on, but he knew that there was a possibility with this one because he knew the seller. And that seller had actually financed one of our purchases back in um, the 09, a tiny little what we call a hood house, so in not a very good area. And he had a lot of properties like that, so we weren't really interested in staying in the, the hood house area. So yeah, it came to us through a realtor. So you had previous relations or with or, or transactions with the seller as well? Yes. Yeah. And what was interesting is we got the deal before it actually hit MLS. We made the offer, got it accepted, everything else. And they had dozens and dozens of calls on it after the fact. Like we could have flipped that property and probably made, you know, twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 within a couple of weeks. Uh, but we could see the opportunity here. You know, it's in a downtown location. It's close to a hospital and close to downtown. So the other thing that we do in this unit that's a little bit unique is we uh, Airbnb some of the units because it's uh, it's such a good location for that. Okay. Well, I've had more people ask recently about Airbnb and how, you know, using that in a, uh, in a multifamily property, you know, maybe that's commonly not used for Airbnb, but maybe we start using one or two units and see how that works. Uh, but, you know, can you, uh, before we, there's a couple other questions I wanted to ask you, but, but while we're on that, can you elaborate on how that's worked for you so far? We're just sec- setting up our second one, but our first one has been going for about six months now because we wanted to test the water and see how it's going to go. You know, they're all one bedroom units. So they're renting about 850 a month. Through Airbnb, we're making between 1250 and 1800 a month there, depending on, on what's happening in the city at the time. So it really doubles your income on your property. It's it's absolutely amazing. Wow, doubles the income. So so do you plan to convert more units into Airbnb, or is it like this balance of wait a minute, we you know we want these you know twelve month leases here, or or you know longer term leases, but then all you know we're going to keep pushing this over here with these few units. We are going to do three immediately. So we're working on the second one right now. And as soon we have one coming vacant at the end of August. So then we're going to go with the third one, and we'll probably run that for a little while and then just test it. If we still get keep getting really, really good response, we could see ourselves going 100%. You know, we've got other buildings in the city that's long-term leases. And, you know, uh, unfortunately, we have investor partners on there that are kind of scared of Airbnb. They don't understand 
understand it. They don't want to do them. This building we own ourselves in another part who's very forward thinking and loves the Airbnb concept. We can see the future of it. Yeah, we'll, we'll go as much as we can get. And of course, you got to test the markets just to see. But our area right now under AirDNA, which is a way to kind of tell what rating you have, we're at an A minus, which is a really good area, meaning it's not saturated or anything like that. Air DNA. And tell me again what that is and why that's useful. They rate your property and your city on the viability of the project. It's amazing what they offer on there. They can tell you what rates you should be charging every night. And depending on what's happening in your area, there's actually two of them. And sometimes I get mixed up because I don't work on that part myself. I usually have partners. So there's Price Labs and Air DNA. And they, they'll rate your area. And then they also help you with pricing. So it's like a, a more of a hands-off approach so you don't have to be monitoring it yourself every day. Nice, nice. Okay, so so back to this property. What, what is the business plan long-term uh, with, with this deal? Well, you know, we buy everything long-term, buy and hold. Uh, we're, we're specialists in that area, love it. We we absolutely love mortgage pay down. Uh, right now with our portfolio, we're over 25,000 a month in mortgage pay down. So that's like, that takes care of all our long-term stuff that we ever, ever need to think about. And now since we've got all that in place, we're just focusing on how we can maximize our cash flow, get our investment paid off as quickly as possible. And we really think that uh, Airbnb, not every place is suitable. Airbnb, a lot of our units will really help with that. Nice. Okay. So, you know, as far as, you know, I know even your bio mentioned, you know, primarily with other people's money. Can you tell me, uh, elaborate on how you all have used investors, how you've partnered with investors, what that what that's looked like? I know, you know, in Canada, I know that, like the syndication model is a little different, but you know, how, how does that work in your business specifically? Well, generally we bring our investors in as uh, joint venture partners. They're side partners and they, you know, we, 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 uh, meet with them once a year. We send reports quarterly. We explain what's going on and give them the option to, you know, uh, we told them all about Airbnb in some cases. Some aren't interested. Some love the model. So we, we kind of give them a little bit of a say, not not a ton. We usually are always the, the controlling partners in that sense. But sometimes you have to let people get broken a little bit easier. But yeah, we use total joint ventures. We do a joint venture agreement. When we first started out, our joint venture partners were on title and mortgage with us. And now we're getting to the point where only usually only one or two of us have to qualify for the mortgage. So we, although they're on mortgage and title, we're the ones that were responsible for the mortgage and, and, and that sort of thing. So how, how did you initially start attracting investors to partner with you all? You know, I used to be a financial advisor and I, I, when I understood real estate, I couldn't even sell mutual funds anymore. It was just like, oh my gosh, I can't even believe it. There's so much more control, so much more money, love real estate. It's so much easier to understand. I like simple things. A lot of people think that a lot of my uh, clients came with me, but you know, they didn't. I must have did too good of a job selling them on, uh, on mutual funds. But, you know, just basically networking. We partnered up with somebody very early on who had been in the business about two years longer. And they had a bunch of houses and they were actually already raising some capital. I was still a financial advisor when I first started, so I couldn't raise capital. So we partnered with them. That took a lot of fear out of deals that we might have been scared to do on our own. And from there, we, we just networked and people started coming to us uh, with capital. And and we, we get people from all over Canada and US that want to invest in our projects. Just get to, get to know them over the years. How, how do they know about you? How, how do you, I guess, start that relationship? You know, people from all over? 
over? Is that through social media or how do you, you know, how do you blast out about yourself and what you all are doing? Well, initially it was uh, just personal contacts, but eventually, you know, email, uh, I do a lot of Facebook lives. I do a lot of podcasts like this and people just get to know us. And then uh, sometimes they follow us on Facebook. I've had people say, oh yeah, I followed you on Facebook for about two years. I know we understand your stuff. And, and then they start either, either become students or invest with us. We're actually finding right now that a lot of our students are investing with us because, you know, much like us, when we started, we were scared of everything. You know, we were scared of making that wrong decision and just having a partner that had already been doing this for two years took a lot of that fear away. So a lot of our students go, you know what, if I could be part of a deal understand it before I start raising my own capital for other deals. So so we do a lot of that as well. Makes all the difference. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Makes all the difference. But let's talk about that a little bit. You know, you know, you're you're coaching other, you know, you have students now that are striving to do what you're do, right? You're doing, right? You know, to build their own business and real estate. And what are some of the biggest things that are holding them back, you know, fr- from making that leap into doing their own deals? You know, I think fear is the biggest thing. And when they're dealing with investor capital, one of those fears is losing other people's money. And I tell students, you know what, when you tell me you're scared of losing other people's money, I like that. I wouldn't even take you on if you were one of those people that said, oh, I'm not scared of losing other people's money, whatever. It's their money, right? That's not the attitude I want people to take. That's that's more precious than your own because they will help you grow, but you got to help them grow at the same time. So that's a big fear, getting over that. And then, you know, getting the mindset of your worth in the deal too. Like so many people think, oh, if I could just get the money, if I could just get the money. But you know, there's lots of money out there. You're the one with the gold. And and if you can get that mindset, that's going to make all the difference for you. And you know, there, you know yourself, Whitney, there's a ton of people out there looking for a place to invest in real estate. They don't understand it. They don't know where to start. So they, they want somebody who knows what they're doing. A lot of times they don't have time to do it themselves. So that's where we come in and we can help. Nice. And what what's really been the hardest part of this the real estate journey for you and doing larger properties and commercial real estate? I love the wheeling and the dealing and the upfront and getting everything in, in place. And generally, I, I'm very hands-on for the first year of owning. But, you know, uh, after that, that's not my forte. I have to have team members that can uh, look after the building, keep it fully occupied, report to me, all that sort of thing. That can be a challenge sometimes because... Um, they don't quite want to do things the way you want to do them. And they're, you know, they, they just have different ideas. So finding the right team members is absolutely crucial. And that, that can be a struggle sometimes. How have you eliminated that uh, problem? Or, you know, I'm sure it's not eliminated, but how, how do you go to find these teammates now that are, you know, qualified and that, that want to do this job well? Well, a lot of talking, a lot of interviewing, uh, referrals is is one. And sometimes it's just taking a chance on someone when, you know, you get a good feeling about them, but you're not 100% sure. So you put them in a position that starts somewhere where they can't do any damage and then work them into a higher position where they can really uh, be beneficial. I like that. So yeah, put them in a position where they can't do any damage, but where they can really show their their skills, right? Or show their, I, I guess, a desire to work and, and uh, if they're going to be a good fit or not, right? Before you give them a bigger task. Uh, that's yeah. awesome. And so what's a way, Edna, that you've recently improved your business that we could all apply to ours? 
You know, I would say adding the Airbnb model to our uh, portfolio, and we're doing it in a few different ways too. You know, we've got a bunch of our own buildings, so we're, we're doing some of that. But I've also partnered with a couple of my students who are doing a rent-to-rent model. Uh, so basically, we've rented other people's properties, one in uh, Rochester, Minnesota, close to the Mayo Clinic. That's good too, because again, I always feel I can't do everything. And although I've taken a couple Airbnb courses, I understand it, I get the whole concept. It's the day-to-day managing of it that I just don't have time to do. So I partnered with a couple of my students to maximize that as well. And uh, we're really excited about that. One of our partners in Rochester has rented a couple uh, one-bedroom units at $750 a month, making $4,500 a month gross income on those, on those two. Wow. So rent-to-rent model. And so I guess, are you all worried about like the, you know, if the landlord is okay with you subleasing and things like that, do you all check things like that? Or is that important? That they are ahead of time. Yes. Because, you know, there's been areas in, in our, in our country, Canada, in Toronto and Vancouver, especially there's a ton of condos and a lot of the condo associations are going, no, we don't want people in and out every day. It's a minimum three months or something like that. So yeah, you really have, you have to let them know ahead of time what you're going to do and you know some some groups are very supportive of it some people have been supportive and then changed their minds because of their owner associations and stuff like that but yeah you have to you have to let people know up front exactly what you're doing so and and i guess you know if someone is i guess showing they're against it or maybe they're wanting you to stop doing this i mean you could offer them a little more of the of the pie right yeah Yes. And well, and some landlords don't understand it because I've had students even in our own area, they said, you know, we've approached many and they're just scared of the whole subletting thing, you know, and I think, yeah, well, that's why you need to study stuff, right, Whitney? Like I went in, I started taking classes on it myself. I've signed up for three different Airbnb courses because I want to understand it inside and out so I can present it to investors, so I can present it to potential partners and so that we can do it in our own buildings effectively and make, make it done. Right. So, yeah, you have to study it. You have to get to know at least 90% of the concept. You don't have to do the everyday stuff yourself, but you have to understand it inside and out. How did you educate yourself about Airbnb or how, how should we do that if we're looking to apply the same model? You know, there's many courses out there now. I've actually had people on my podcast where I've interviewed them that are promoting somebody else who offers Airbnb. One of my students trains on it right now. Other students of mine they're actually, like I said, they're my partners. They're not training on it, but they're people that I can hook them up with to manage it for them, stuff like that. And right now, like I took, I took three different courses, one through a student. I, I went through his so I could see if it was something I wanted to offer. And one through, or actually two through just fellows that I met at ne- different networking events. And I seen what they were doing with it. You know, there's, there's a fellow out there right now who I studied with who took a started doing this two years ago and he does 100% the rent to rent model because he got caught in the downturn in the US and lost all his properties and his ability to get financing so he said I'm not going to let that stop me and so he does I think at this point last time I talked to him he was making like 300,000 had has started making 300,000 for the year and he started that two years ago Wow. Just doing the rent to rent. So he owns no real estate. He's subleasing for Airbnb. That's interesting. So, you know, and and I wanted to ask too. So, you know, when you're talking to that landlord, is that something you're just reviewing the lease to see if if it's okay? Or are you telling them like up front, this is what 
is going to happen. I just wondered. We, well, we have to ask, like, is this something you'd be interested in? In the case, we usually tell them that what we're going to do is rent their property for so much and then, you know, and ask them what their rates are or whatever. And that what we're looking to do is short-term rentals and that, you know, there, there's a whole business model to it. You know, we have cleaners in after every single person's through. So we will take better care of your property than any regular tenant. Uh, we'll even take care of all the small repairs and maintenance. So, you know, we're, we'd probably be considered an absolute ideal tenant and we're not going to let our lease uh, expire. You know, we're going to keep it going as long as we're making money on it. Wow. That's so interesting. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting model. I'll have to look into that. Yeah. And so what is your, you know, you've been working with investors for a while. What's your best advice for caring for them? Always treat their money as if it's your own or better because, you know, a lot of those people are counting on you for their long-term retirement plans. And, you know, there's stuff that happens in the market, as you know, Whitney, that we can't control and markets go up and markets go down. So we always tell our students, you know, make sure you explain that you you don't have a crystal ball. There's going to be challenges. Challenges, but even through the challenges, you can end up doing well in real estate if you can hang on and go through it. So let people know what those potential challenges are, but that how the upside can uh, take care of the downside. Nice. And what, what's one thing Edna, that's contributed to your success? You know, I'm not scared of risk. I'm okay with whatever comes along. I, I have a, a thought in my head that whatever's going to happen is going to happen and we'll just deal with it. And we've had stuff happen it, 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 with real estate. I don't think anybody cannot. So you just have to go into it with, yeah, we're going to make it work no matter what. I like that a lot. And how do you like to give back? You know, my favorite way is working with my students. Like I love seeing them get their first big deal. I love seeing them raise capital and helping out a bunch of other people at the same time. So that that's my absolute favorite way to add training people on that and then uh, helping them with their mindset because I believe that mindset's about 95% of your success. I couldn't agree more. And and you've been a great guest. And I really appreciate your time. I didn't even see, I didn't see the uh, Airbnb dynamic of this conversation coming from the beginning. So, I, but I, pre, you know, I'm glad it did. And we've learned a lot about that from you and how that has changed your business and, and many others as well, it seems. Uh, but tell the uh, listeners how they can learn more about you and get in touch with you. So my website is ednakeep.com. And that's how you can uh, find me. I do Facebook lives almost every day. I have a podcast called Seven Figure Real Estate. And I love sharing what I've learned over the years and I love learning. So between those two things, yeah, reach out to me at ednakeep.com and my Facebook page to watch my free videos is Coach Edna Keep, facebook.com Coach Edna Keep. And like I said, my favorite part is helping uh, my students have success. Don't go yet. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I would love it if you would go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. I want to hear your feedback. It makes a big difference in getting the podcast out there. You can also go to the Real Estate Syndication Show on Facebook so you can connect with me and we can also receive feedback and your questions there that you want me to answer on the show. Subscribe too so you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, I want to keep you updated. So head over to lifebridgecapital.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with me, sign up on the contact us page so you can talk to me directly. Have a blessed day and I will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital 
making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.